Welcome back. How was your Earth Day? Me? Well, I did what I always do. Skipped school and told them Earth needed me. Today's show is another very special collaboration, this time with UNICEF. UNICEF is the United Nations Agency for Children's Rights. It was founded 75 years ago after World War II to protect and advocate on behalf of children. Their work is informed by the UN's Convention on the Rights of the Child. What does that have to do with ecolution, you might wonder? Well, since Ireland signed up to the convention in 1992, the world has changed. There's now a clear need to view the climate crisis as a vital consideration in the rights of children. In March of this year, teenagers from across Ireland met virtually to attend a week-long UNICEF workshop. We were there too, and seven of the attendees agreed to collaborate on an episode of Ecolution. Una, Ashling, Laura, Amy, Dia, Nicole and Fiona met with my producer and we posed a question. If you could do an episode of Ecolution about any subject, what would it be? So, who's up first? Hi, my name is Ashley Milner. I'm from County Waterford. We're going to be talking today about fast fashion and how, while it might be low costing, it's going to have a high cost in our future. Unfortunately, it is affecting our environment and the welfare in our modern world, in particular in third world countries. Fast fashion is a design, manufacturing and marketing method focused on rapidly producing high volumes of clothing. It focuses on trends that more often than not don't stick around for long. They use low quality materials produced by underpaid adults and sometimes even children. Up until the 1950s, the fashion seasons were divided into four, spring, summer, autumn and winter. It was for those in high society. It has evolved however, and these days it has been subdivided into 52 categories. For comparison, that is just one week for each category for it to fit within the year. Due to this, there is an oversupply of stock, which remain unused and are wasted. It is said that we are looking for the next best thing when it comes to fashion. I mean, I know myself, I would love the latest items of clothes. However, I have enough and I don't need more. But others may feel the need to buy unnecessary items. The companies promote them in such a way we feel we need to have them. This brings them in money, which they benefit from. However, people who produce the clothes don't benefit. We must hold these brands accountable for the fact that 170 million children are in child labour. Even though it is illegal in most first world countries, it isn't a law in a lot of third world countries and continues to happen. And companies take advantage of this. Employers get away with it because the fashion supply chain is so complex and it's hard for companies to control every stage of production. As well as this, fast fashion produces an incredible amount of waste each year. In Ireland alone, we send over 63,000 tonnes of textile waste to landfill each year. That's the same weight as 567 adult blue whales. This waste is coming from those who have consumed fast fashion. The clothes have become unwearable because of the low quality. As well as this, we must hold account to the fact that clothes are travelling to us from countries like China and Vietnam. The fast fashion industry produces the same amount of CO2 emissions in a minute as a car does if it drove around the world six times. We must combat this and try and help save our planet. Fiona is going to be talking in more detail about this. One of the biggest problems that comes with fast fashion is waste. Often, when we buy fast fashion, it comes with a lot of packaging. And sometimes there seems to be even more wrapping and packaging with our orders than there are actual clothes. This is terrible for our planet. Usually, this packaging is made up of a lot of plastic. Single-use plastic cannot be recycled often, like paper can, 
and it does not decompose quickly like cornstarch does. Because plastic takes 400 years to break down, the plastic ends up just sitting at the bottom of oceans and seas. This is very dangerous for our fish. There are 700 different species of animals that are believed to be severely threatened because of plastic pollution in the ocean. Plastic kills our fish and can even find its way into our food if it is left sitting in our seas. Fish is the main food source of many people and we want children of the future to be able to see fish in aquariums so we cannot let our marine life go extinct. The more plastic packaging in your fast fashion order, the more plastic that gets thrown away and the more fish that are in danger. This is just one of the ways that fast fashion is bad for our planet. So how do we buy clothes without getting all of the plastic packaging and waste? Of course, sometimes we can't avoid plastic waste, and that's not our fault. But every now and then, we can take steps to avoid getting more plastic than we need. One way you can help is by avoiding big fast fashion companies. For example, I use Depop. It's an online shop where you can buy things secondhand, directly from other people in Ireland. People sell clothes that don't fit, or they just don't want anymore. And often, the clothes have never even been worn. Anyone can buy them, and because you are not buying from a big company, there is much less waste. I have actually ordered two t-shirts to test that. One is from a fast fashion company, and the other one is from Depop. So first off, we have the fast fashion order. The box is much bigger than the Depop one, even though I ordered the two t-shirts the same size. Okay. First of all, the box is covered in brown tape. Used sticky tape is almost impossible to reuse and it will spend up to a thousand years in a landfill. Underneath the tape, we have this cardboard box. This can be used for gardening and other purposes and it will take about three months to decompose, so this isn't too bad. But when I open the box, oh no, there's layers of plastic and three layers. Underneath the plastic, there's another plastic bag with my t-shirt in it. Most of this plastic will end up in the ocean. I'll reuse it as much as I can, but it's very thin and there's a lot of waste here. Next, we'll open the Depop. This is in a paper bag and it's much smaller. So we'll see how many layers is in this one. This cut along the lines of the paper. Oh, the t-shirt is straight inside. There's no other wrappings or layers and the paper is recyclable. By avoiding the layers and bags of plastic, I feel like I've done something good for our planet and I feel much less guilty about our poor friends under the water. And the t-shirt is just as nice. We cannot avoid plastic waste and packaging altogether, so don't be too hard on yourself. But when it comes to fast fashion, let's cut it out where we can. Resources like Depop are a great, cheap way to avoid it. Some fast fashion outlets also provide environmentally friendly packaging. By doing that, they prove to us that they deserve our business because they care about the planet like we do. Try your best to reuse the plastic waste that you already have. You don't need to cut plastic out of your life altogether to be doing your bit for the planet. And remember that we're all in this together. The pandemic has seen a huge leap in people buying fast fashion online, but have they even begun to think about the cost to the planet? I think that people have become a lot more aware of the carbon footprint of fast fashion because they're consuming it more. So it's kind of, you win some, you lose some. Because people are buying more, they're now aware of, oh wait, this is coming from such and such a place. And I'm buying, I'm getting maybe a Boohoo order once a week. This is going to add up for the environment. I don't think people thought like that before. And now they're starting to see that. They know about it now, but they're still consuming it at least once a week. 
I could be wrong, but it seems, especially online, that people are shopping more with the pandemic because they need something to look forward to and something to make them happy. Since the pandemic, the number of vehicles on the roads and everything have decreased. And so carbon emissions have decreased. But waste and pollution in another form, which is plastic waste, has increased by a huge, huge amount. And people, when they're doing all of this online shopping, which has become a necessity now, they don't really pay attention to the waste that they're producing. They know that this isn't recyclable, but they still continue to do it and don't really pay as much attention as they should to the waste that they're actually creating. For all that fast fashion is cheap, those more sustainable options aren't just yet. Amy chose to look into fashion as a luxury and the stigma that's now attached to buying fast fashion. Our clothes and where we buy them has always been a class issue. For decades, they've been seen as a symbol of wealth status and it's a privilege to be able to afford and buy sustainable clothing. It is not okay to shame or to look down upon those who shop in pennies because that is not going to save the planet. Working class people don't have the money to buy these ethical products because they're expensive and that's why places like Sheen are so cheap. They use child labour, they barely pay them and have horrendous working conditions. These low-income people are living paycheck to paycheck, so how is it fair to judge them when they are the most affected by it? Sustainable living is a luxury which is only available to a few, and as someone who grew up not having that privilege, I didn't take part in overconsumption, majority of my wardrobe growing up was hand-me-downs, yet we are often demonised and blamed. Fast fashion is a women's right issue. 85% of workers are young women who earn less than $3 a day for their work. Fast fashion is really hard to escape. Zara and H&M will continue to operate whether you buy a pair of jeans there or on Depop. And it's hard to justify spending a couple of hundred on Levi's jeans when you get them in Bershka for 25. You at home listening probably don't have a job, so you don't have the financial means to buy ethical clothes. So I wanted to discuss some other options. With fast fashion comes child labour and exploitation of workers. To help end these issues, we can contact local, regional or national legislators and government officials and ask them to strengthen and enforce their laws and to increase educational business opportunities. At first, I was quite sceptical of online secondhand shops like Depop and Poshmark because, you know, I've heard the stories of people finding things in charity shops and selling them online for extreme prices but I found that there's some actually amazing clothes I can get for great prices. And in charity shops, they have one of a kind pieces that are really affordable. I just want to reiterate that if you need to or have to buy fast fashion, that's okay. Just try your best to aspire and inspire others to do and to be better. Fashion is a luxury because it's not something everyone can afford to have. And especially with trends coming in, people of lower income can't always keep up with those trends. Like young people, you're always trying to fit in and it's just a luxury to be able to afford and have the money or parents who can afford to buy you these clothes that not everyone has. Like more people like my age might be like pressured into wearing brands or whatever. Like their like friend could be like head to toe and like expensive brands. And they're like, do I need to dress like this or do I need to buy these to like fit in? Definitely with things like TikTok, there's a bit of a pressure to have your like own style and be fashionable with what's in trend at the moment. And, you know, if you're wearing skinny jeans, like why wearing them? You're meant to wear mom jeans. So you need to keep in style and there's a bit of a pressure there. Yeah, people will be kind of giving you side eyes and being like, what, what are you doing? That's kind of like so last year. 
definitely when I was in first, second and third year anyway, there was a huge pressure to like take part in trends. But yeah, I think as you get older, you'll probably realise it's more just a thing that people kind of go along with to blend into the crowd. But you don't have to do that because you can be different and still be cool. How much do you think about where clothes go when you throw them out? My name is Laura Coyle. I live in Sligo. When you throw away your clothes, they either get recycled or go to landfill. Unfortunately, it usually ends up in landfill. For those of you that do not know, landfill is a place where waste is crushed up into small pieces and then it is buried. When our clothes decompose, they give out greenhouse gases, for example, methane gas and carbon dioxide. This is a huge environmental problem that contributes to global warming. Nowadays, the chemicals used to dye clothes can leach the ground and damage our environment. In the past, we used natural dyes. These dyes were commonly sourced from vegetables, like plants and trees, and are eco-friendly and biodegradable. They also contain no carcinogenic, cancer-causing compounds, which are common to artificial or synthetic dyes. A natural dye that causes no harm to the environment? What's stopping us from using them? Tie-dyeing, a thing everyone has heard of and lots of people have tried. While tie-dyeing may seem like a fantastic method of transforming an old top into a trendy t-shirt, certain dyes are terrible for the environment. Dia investigated the changes being made in the kinds of fabrics available to us. Could the cloth we use to make our clothes be more sustainable? In recent years, the number of sustainable fabrics around us have increased. Linen is made from the fibres of a plant called flax. This was used by cultures as far back as the ancient Egyptians because of its toughness and ability to keep people cool. Another fabric that is utilised often is pineapple leather. This seems like an odd one, but actually it is becoming quite popular. Pinatex is a material made from the leaves of pineapples grown in the Philippines. Its production is much more sustainable than traditional leather and is completely animal free. Lyocell is basically made from the pulp of eucalyptus trees. It is produced by a company in Austria and these fibers are biodegradable. They can decompose easily and require less water than other fibers. A new discovery was recently made by a university in the US. It was discovered that a protein in squid ring teeth can be manufactured and engineered in a lab to be of wider use. It could be used to create garments that are recyclable, biodegradable and last longer. This is known as biomimicry, wherein you look for inspiration from nature and implement similar ideas for your own work. The usage of these fibers and others like them must increase so that the environment that we live in starts becoming better rather than worse. Did you know that one single piece of clothing can take up to 200 years to decompose? Crazy, right? Children have a right to a clean and healthy environment. We need to reduce our clothing consumption to do so. One way to help us achieve this goal is to live by this quote by Vivian Westwood. Buy less, choose well, make it last. This quote encourages us to consider the following questions when making your next purchase. Will I want to wear these clothes in two years time when it is no longer the fashion trend? Is it durable? Will it last a long time? 
The last thing this quote says is to take care of the clothes you already have. So I say again, buy less, choose well, make it last. Even when you've made clothes last, you might grow out of them. You're a kid after all. But when they reach the end of their line in your house, it doesn't mean they're not still useful to someone. If my clothing was too small, it would go to my younger sister and she would get all of my old clothes so we didn't have to spend money like going to stores and buying new clothes. And if they didn't fit her, they would pass on to my other cousins as well who are much younger. If it's good enough quality, unless it's completely worn away, I will give it to a charity shop. Anything old I have, I'd either try like crop it, which is really fashionable now. And there's loads of videos on YouTube of how to do that. Or I'd use the fabric and make like scrunchies or handbags or something with it. Now, Nicole will talk to you about the pressure of fashion trends and how long they actually last. My mom's a home ec teacher, so she's like able to sew and all. And she's been making most of her own clothes like since she was a child. I'm here with my mom now who... Do you want me to say your age? Um, no. No. <laughs> uh, well, she's my mum. So I'm going to ask her, what fashion trends were out when you were a child or when you were a teenager or a young adult? There wasn't really um, many trends because there was no pennies. There was no kind of big shops like that. It was the normal stores like Shaw's and, you know, a family business. And they didn't really have any fashion trends. So there was no such thing as buying online or anything like that. So we had our normal tops or dresses and they did from one year to the next to the next. And there would have been a lot of handmade clothes. I made an awful lot of my clothes when I was a young girl at your age. It was a big thing to go to Dublin. I remember you'd go to Dublin in the pennies and you'd be kind of looking and seeing what was available there and you'd try to make something like it. That was about it. I learned mostly about marketing techniques that big fast fashion brands use to try and get us to buy their products. And I know for myself, I fell for a lot of them. The whole shopping thing, it affects our generation more because like we get Christmas money or birthday money and the first thought to come into our head is clothes, let's get some new clothes. And it's usually like branded clothes because we wouldn't get them on a day-to-day basis. And if you don't buy the clothes, you're kind of seen as like an eco-warrior. So Katie, what would you say are the trends you've participated in? Um, well, I've bought a couple of pairs of um, Gymshark leggings and flare pants. Where did you buy the flare pants from? Sheen. Chloe, what fast fashion trends have you participated in? I've kind of like done like bandos and like air forces and like just branded things like branded leggings, branded socks. When we're going to buy clothes, I think we should really think like, do we need them or do I need this? Or can I find a cheaper version or a better version of this before we actually go out and buy it? Last year, flare pants were hugely popular and it went along with a TikTok trend of being kind of alt or indie and not like other girls. But everybody kind of fell for that because they wanted to be what the marketing said was not like other girls. But everybody ended up buying the pair of pants. So there was no really difference in them not wearing the pants or not. So I think it's easier to like avoid trends when you're not around anyone or like, you know, you're not going anywhere. So you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I think a lot of the clothes that people were ordering 
during lockdown have actually like by the time it's finished gone out of fashion and I think that's what like motivated me not to buy clothes is because I remember in the last lockdown everyone was buying things and then by the time we were actually seeing people again no one was wearing them and they were just like left so that's why I didn't order anything this time because I was like I know by the time I see people again it's going to be completely different. So therefore we don't need to keep up with the latest fashion trend and if we do or don't no one will ever know. I think like it's definitely like a problem when the trends exclude people who can't necessarily afford to keep up with them. But I think as well, like it's something that we could use to our advantage in terms of like sustainability and stuff. Like if um, things that are good for the planet and good for the environment became trends, it means that more people would follow them. Sustainability is when you use resources like water and fabric but in such a way so that they do not cause harm to the planet. This also means that these resources do not get wasted. All of the clothes that you wear nowadays are made from materials like nylon, polyester and other synthetic fabrics. These fabrics are created by human beings and aren't found in nature. Various chemicals are also used to make these man-made fabrics so they can be very harmful to the environment and cause pollution. Another type of fabric exists which is much much better for the planet. Natural fabric like cotton and wool which is already present in nature and used to make clothing. But this can also waste resources like water if it is used in an excess amount. Now comes the role of sustainable fabrics. These fabrics are often made from natural or recycled materials. Sustainable fabrics are good for your health because they are not made using chemicals. You help the earth by creating less garbage. You can give someone else a better future. But how? Well, by buying such clothing, you help those people as they aren't exposed to harmful chemicals and at a risk of bad health. As I mentioned previously, the right being affected concerning this is the right to good health, food, water and environment. Families and young people choose fast fashion online because it's cheap. But how often do we ask, why is it so affordable? I think people are getting more used to the fact that the things they're getting online are cheaper then clothes probably should be. I see like when people are suggesting, you know, sustainable alternatives, one of the first reactions that people say is, well, it's much cheaper to order like off Shein and places like that. But the thing is like when you're buying tops for 50 cents, like they probably shouldn't be that cheap. I know sometimes the sustainable options are probably overly expensive, but in other cases, I think it's that the fast fashion is too cheap. And people are kind of losing their sense of how much clothes actually cost when you go out shopping. And I think it's kind of harmful to like sustainable brands then because their prices are probably reasonable, but, you know, they're still more expensive than fast fashion. Realistically, trends are based off everyday people that you see on social media, but that comes from somewhere and there's like it all comes from a chain. So I think if you were to just start at the top, it's still kind of considered like almost quirky to be sustainable more than just normal it's like considered you know oh it's this cute little shop that does sustainable things rather than you know everything should be sustainable kind of i'm in a doyle and you're listening to ecolution being in a pandemic has been hard for many businesses opening and closing not knowing when or if they can return 
So online shopping has become very popular over the last year. Most businesses nowadays have online shops or they do a click and collect service, but these solutions come with their problems. Many people are shopping for the sake of shopping, especially out of boredom. I know myself over the last year I've gotten clothes that I have worn two or three times and probably won't wear again. This is a waste of money and material. But however, there is ways around all the unnecessary waste. Before COVID, charity shops were a great way to buy second-hand clothes and the money went to charities to help out people. But now with them closed, we can't do that anymore. So Depop has been a big solution to this problem. It has helped many people start up small businesses, but also sell clothes that they've loved but won't or can't wear anymore. Buying things this way saves you money and saves the environment all at once. So instead of having all the tissue paper, bubble wrap, individually wrapped items, you just have a top or dress, etc. in an envelope or a bag. Many people who have small businesses tend to use recycled materials for their packaging or things that just aren't single use. I bought a pair of earrings from Eve Studs last week and they came in a hessian sack and the earrings were on two small pieces of recycled cardboard and was hand delivered. I loved this as this saved so much as I can reuse the bag and recycle the cardboard. I feel if more businesses took this approach there'd be less waste in landfills and left rubbish around the road to do harm to the environment. Some clothes have started being made out of recycled materials, plastic bottles etc. These products can tend to be more expensive but would do the world of good in the long run. Kingdom is a business who uses recycled water bottles or reclaimed dead stock fabric to make their clothes. They also upcycle old clothing into new and improved clothes and I think it's important to see if there's a way to avoid unnecessary packaging or if you could buy second-hand things before spending loads of money on new clothes. Most of the clothes I wear are vintage clothes because I just love the way they look. So most of the vintage clothes obviously are second-hand. Second-hand clothes are really a good way to go if you buy them good quality and then they can last for lots of generations. It's really important that people venture more into buying vintage clothes and looking at sites like Depop because it's really important that we like utilise the things we already have instead of producing more. Children, they don't have the money to be buying really expensive clothes, but second-hand clothes tend to be really cheap and affordable. I think it's just this generation that really is kind of turning up their noses at second-hand clothes. But all of our parents, our grandparents, all wore second-hand clothes. People with older siblings have been wearing second-hand clothes for years. We asked the group if they had any tips for our listeners that they picked out over the course of their research. It's really hard to stop the temptation of buying into trends and getting new clothes, but if you really, really want something, try to wait like a month or two to see if you really want it and see if you can plan maybe five outfits or more, see if it'll something that will last in your wardrobe for a long time. Like if you're only going to wear it once, is it really worth it? Keep in mind where the stuff is coming from, that maybe if it's coming from somewhere closer to you, it might have less of an impact than if it's coming from far away, like the other side of the world. Buying fast fashion has literally become something that is impossible for everyone. Don't just spend money for the sake of spending it because you want to become a part of a trend. There's a website called goodonyou.eco and it rates brands in terms of their sustainability for animals, people and then emissions. So there's like different categories that they rate them in. There's like five different faces and it goes from we avoid completely to 
great for the environment and like you can search any brand there and they give you their rating but you can also go into things like we'll say jeans and there'll be a list of companies that they think are good and then a list of companies that they think you should avoid and it's just a really like handy way of filtering whether a company is greenwashing or whether they're good or what the um, sustainability like. I think I'm going to check that out. James needs a new Canadian tuxedo, and this time I want it to be sustainable. Thank you so much to Una Ashling, Laura Amy, Dia, Nicole and Fiona for all of their work on this episode, and to UNICEF Ireland for helping us bring the show together. UNICEF's work to protect children's futures will continue alongside their efforts to help young people openly discuss and make decisions around climate. Visit unicef.ie for more information and resources. We ended our virtual discussion by asking about why kids should care about fast fashion. I think it's really important that children think about fast fashion because it's their world and their future and what's happening with fast fashion and all the pollution. It's going to be ruining their world and their future. Even though they may believe that we're too young, we won't be affected by it. If they don't take action at the right time right now, then it is going to be too late before they can reverse their actions. And there's millions of children all over the world, just their age, who are being forced to do all these horrible work in unsafe conditions, but they have the luxury of not never having to do that. I think the most shocking thing I learned was the amount of waste that we produce in a year, like 63,000 tons, like that's so much waste. And like how much of the clothes and all that are only like worn once, but they're so expensive. I think the thing that really got me was realising how much slavery and child labour there is and how unsafe the working conditions are for everyone working there. The thing I was most surprised by was that it can take up to 200 years for one single piece of clothing to decompose. For me, I think the most shocking piece of information that I learned through my research was the variety of fabrics that are actually out there. And even though they may not be in use right now, they can come about and they have so many amazing benefits that it could actually help us a lot and even the earth. We are back next week where Eamon Ryan, the Minister for the Environment, Climate Action and Communications, joins us to answer your questions on the Climate Action Bill and the consultation around it. I can't wait. Ecolution was produced by Nikki Cotton for RTE Junior Radio. This is our RTE.